Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, <clears throat> mostly cloudy with a high of 37. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, we waited a year for Chris Rock to respond to the slap at last year's Oscars, and to be honest, it was kind of worth it. Rock unloaded on Smith during his live Netflix special on Saturday night. He said, quote, Y'all know what happened to me getting smacked by Suge Smith. I got smacked at the effing Oscars by this mother effer. Uh, people were like, did it hurt? It still hurts. I got summertime still ringing in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> but he added that he is not a victim and that he, quote, uh, took that hit like Pacayo. Rock didn't let Jada Pinkett off the hook either. He brought up her fa- infamous entanglement, which is what she called her affair with August Alsina. Rock said, quote, Will's wife was effing one of his son's friends. She hurt him way more than she heard me. Uh, everybody in the world called him a bitch. And who does he hit? Me. <laughs> he also said any issues Chris had with Jada was started by her. In back in 2016, she said Chris should step down as the host of the Oscars because of the lack of the diversity in the nominations. Chris said, quote, she effing said I should quit because Will didn't get nominated for, for concussion. So then I do some jokes about it. She started it. I finished on it. I finished it. Nobody's picking on her. She started this. You know, I, I'm I'm taking the expletives out. Uh, which nobody, is not, which is not easy. Nobody was picking on her. And here's another one of uh, his jabs at Will. I love Will Smith my whole life. I rooted for Will Smith my whole life. I root for this mother effer. <laughs> and now I watch Emancipation just to see him get whooped. <laughs> God. As for why he didn't retaliate when Will slapped him, he said his parents taught him, quote, don't fight in front of white people. Of course, uh, he also noted that uh, during this, he also noted during the set how much bigger Will is. Like, he must be, like, towering over him. Yeah. You probably can't see it on the camera. You know, the other thing is, uh, it's taken more than a year for him to say something. Yeah. You know, I was in Boston the night that he was at the, uh, the Wilbur Theater. Yeah. Like his the first show he did after this, yeah, and he said nothing. Well, like it's like it's taken him enough time to say, okay, I need to work this out before I make a any kind of real statement about it. I think it was probably a good way to do that. I think so too. Yeah, and people were mad at him that he didn't say anything about it, but there was probably all these lawyers and all these like representatives and all that stuff telling him, listen, don't just let it die yeah. down for there, a while. There will be time enough yeah. to speak, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, original Leonard Skinner guitarist Gary Rossington passed away. He was 71 years old. Gary was the last surviving original member, as well as the longest-serving musician in the band. Turn it up. He's the one who decided to take the bus. Yes. You know what? Greyhound saved my life. <laughs> well, so that means that since there's no original members left in the band, yeah, was he even touring with that band? I want. I want to. I wonder if he was, or is Leonard Skinner just like an entity, like foreigner? Now it's, it's kind of. It is kind of an entity, like foreigner. Mm-hmm. I don't recall whether he was still touring with them. It wasn't really a young guy, right? So I don't. I don't even know. 
Uh, let's see. Jake Gyllenhaal filmed some scenes for the upcoming Roadhouse remake at this weekend's UFC 285 event. In this uh, what what movie is this? Uh, Roadhouse. How do you pronounce it? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. You mean ghost. That's <laughs> when Patrick Swayze comes back from the dead and helps Peter out. Uh, yeah, it's uh, in this version, Dalton is a former UFC uh, fighter. So he's going to be a UFC guy now. All right. Yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, you see these people who are in, like, jacked shape. I've been, I've been really getting into these Avengers movies. Sure. It's like Paul Rudd, like, all jacked up and everything like that. These people would never last a second in any sort of actual real-life violent uh No, they're all sensitive actors. Right. If you started berating them verbally, they'd cry. Yeah. Uh, That Thing You Do by The Wonders tops a list of the best real songs by fake musicians from movies and TV. Somehow Spinal Tap didn't even make the top 20. Really? I would have thought Big Bottom would have been in the top five. I would have thought that too. Yeah, That Thing You Do was number one. Scotty Doesn't Know by Lustra from Eurotrip. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Three Small Worlds by Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, School of Rock from School of Rock. Uh, Finest Girl by Connor For Real. That's from the pop star Never Ending, Never Stopping. I never saw that one either. Big Bottom, still my favorite. Yeah. Talk about bum flaps. And yeah, they didn't even make... The list also includes The Brady Bunch, The Partridge Family, The Muppet Band, Dr. Teeth and The Electric Mayhem, uh, Homer Simpson's singing group, The B-Sharps, The Banana Splits, and Stillwater from Almost Famous. Again, let's let's redo this list intelligently. I don't think you're, you're talking about somebody. It's like an online thing. You can't really do anything intelligent when you're dealing with the internet, like a like a website like BuzzFeed. You know, because it's not like real. It's not like it's not like they're statistically taking. Are you sure? I thought BuzzFeed only hired. Your Mensa no. applicants. No, but like when we talk about these surveys, this is why, uh, you know, we'll mention surveys, but we don't do the whole show on surveys. But sometimes the surveys could be. How about a list? Would you do a whole show about a list? Like, it, yeah, we could do a list. But like, but like a. Um, what was I saying? Uh, something about a, something about uh, you giving me fifty bucks. Yes, fifty bucks. I'll yes, take it. I got, I got you. I got you. What was I saying? Though? There was something I was. You saying. were talking about Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed, and so there could be like five people taking the poll, and they're like seventy-five percent say, you know, I know. So you don't know who you're polling when you're it's, doing this. It's not science, but it's good enough to be spreading on our show. Uh, it's it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the wordiest show on TV with an average of 176.2 words per minute. Brooklyn Nine-Nine follows closely with 174.6, followed by the Gilmore Girls with 167. Somebody is sitting there counting the words in a show. <sighs> Maybe when you write out the script yeah. and on the, the word processing thing it, it shows you how many words there are how many right. pages there are there is a lot of dialogue and it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah there is but uh who's counting the words i'm, I'm counting you? the laps kim kardashian showed off her curves in her latest instagram shoot really mm-hmm. she must have had something to say oh my god the last time i didn't even curve like this was when ray j went fishing for fudge nuggets with the doo-doo snake and that sex tape you can purchase on you porn for 39.95 the doo-doo snake doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. it's not a real good pet no it's not caitlin 
Uh, never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but when I was done with her, she was wetter than an Italian cruise ship. Oh, my gosh. I plowed that Velcro triangle so hard, it was looking like a motorway pileup. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is uh, she's seen like she's seen more pricks than a secondhand dartboard. All right. You know what? Very good. Ah! A dartboard. A dart. A, a secondhand dartboard. Yes. You ever give, will somebody give you one of those? I know. Load 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 holes in it. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Comedy is much funnier when explained. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I agree. And that's your Hollywood trash and rock want to do. I- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a matter of principle, I tend to shy away from the intoxicating allure of brandishing weapons in public. Lord knows it's tempting. But I find that bringing weapons into, say, a nightclub, for example, tends to provoke things like panic, outrage, and the possibility of a lengthy leave of absence from work, none of which I am particularly interested in. But if I were John Morant, the star star point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, then apparently bringing what appears to be a loaded gun into a nightclub is every bit a part of my outfit as a clean shirt and matching shoes. On Saturday morning at approximately 5.19 a.m., John Morant began a live session on Instagram. In the video, he is seen shirtless, possibly drunk, rapping to the music being played inside the club and holding what appears to be a gun. Not that there's anything wrong with being in a club all night long and having the time of your life, but I'm pretty sure that John Morant broke several club policies. Sure, there's the whole gun thing, but I can't think of a single club in America that will serve you without wearing a shirt. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Since then, the posts have been taken down. Ja has offered an official apology and announced that he will be taking a leave of absence to deal with a few issues. Yesterday, Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins announced that there is no timetable in place for when Ja Morant is expected to return. All we know is that Ja Morant is allegedly taking full responsibility for his actions. But what about the shirt? Yeah, the gun thing looks bad, but not wearing a shirt violates club policy. Or does that policy go out the window when he's a star basketball player who's making over $9 million a year? If I show up at that club without a shirt or proper footwear, I'd be tossed out on the street. But I suppose when you're averaging over 27 points per game, good for ninth best of the NBA's Eastern Conference, then I guess you're the one who gets to make up the rules about wearing a shirt. At least for now. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You know, among the painting crowd, Rachel of the Westfield Rockies is a bit of a following. Rachel's an advisor in the paint department, loves helping people out with their painting projects. Good people, rock solid service. And if you're painting, go see Rachel at the Westfield Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 631 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 48 tomorrow. Sun, uh, actually, mostly cloudy with a high of 37. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we're kind of on the uh, under the impression that Scott Cohen will be here after 7 o'clock. And if he's not, then I'm not really worried about it. No, I know you're not, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know. 
it'd be nice to know for sure because yeah. he kind of mentioned something about not coming in. But I, I, I think it was the end of this month. Yeah, I lost out on the details. He was talking, and I was already on other things. Hey, I don't know if you uh, saw this. This the story is in Mass Live this morning. Mm-hmm. University of Massachusetts Amherst, yeah, which is right up the road, really is warning against t- a TikTok trend that the Amherst Fire Department received 28 calls for ambulance transports over the weekend. Oh, it was the Blarney blowout over the weekend. Was it? Yeah. I didn't even know that was this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I'll be dead. Ah! Ah! It's Tommy from Dorchester. We're getting our spuckies ready. We're getting our natty lights, and we're heading on down to the center square green at UMass Hammers. Let's get this party on the road, bitches! I spent the whole day in the hangar. I puked for my ears. Mom, go get my jug of Boone's Farm down in the cellar. I am going to get so wasted with Borgs. Uh, UMass and Amherst officials said in a press release that numerous students were seen carrying Borgs or blackout rage gallons. Oh, my God. These are gallon jugs filled with alcohol, (laughs) electrolytes, and water during an on-campus gathering on uh, Saturday. You say the Blarney Bash? Yeah. Blarney Bash? Anyway, the binge drinking trend gained popularity on social media, TikTok, and has been seen around colleges all across the country. The uh, the high number of ambulance requests led to the fire department needing mutual aid from other departments (laughs) and activating a task force for additional resources. Damn, this party's up on stomach! Look at me. I just puked with a 25-foot arc. Oh, my God. Talk about loft. Tommy's doing nitrous over in the corner. What a lightweight. Yeah. You um, know, um, when the college tells you as a student yeah. not to do a certain thing that involves alcohol, yeah. to a college student, that can only mean one thing. Right. It means it is a shallow. Yeah, that's and, uh, that, and uh, it is go time. It's not a warning; it's a task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mix this alcohol with electrolytes <clears throat> and uh, vitamins. Uh, I, I just I always find that funny. Like you're taking poison and you're mixing it with like healthy things. Yeah, but let let me just paint a picture. The healthy stuff doesn't isn't healthy anymore once you add the poison to it. You know, this is uh, something that is absolutely true, and uh, and it's true not just in in, in your 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 uh, Ivy League schools, but also in your highfalutin mm. state schools. College students are among the stupidest people in the world. Yeah, uh, you know, impenetrable. Uh, they uh, you know they they cannot be killed with alcohol alone. Just be they're probably there are probably college students are saying, listen, you can fill this thing with alcohol, but as long as you've got like the electrolytes, like you know, and water, you can't possibly either get sick or you can't possibly get even hung over. And the problem with that is uh that may or may not be true, but you could always get picked up by an ambulance. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can always get a ride home. You could always yeah. visit an emergency, uh, yeah. an emergency room. Um, that 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 is seemingly pretty dangerous. 
to be mixing gallon jugs full of booze and then, you know, continuing to drink it throughout an entire day. Yeah. You're going to get uh, a little messed up. You know, when, tad. when we were in college, we had a, a blood donation center that was literally like right off the campus. And you could uh, you could donate your plasma mm-hmm. and they would pay you fifteen dollars. Yeah. Now, as a college student, most of us had no real money. I had I had no money. So and 50 bucks back in the 50s. 50, oh, only 15, 15, 15 dollars. Yeah, Why? Well, oh, 15 bucks back in the 1950s. Uh, that's what goes a long way. It was the 80s, Steve. Oh, whatever. It was the 80s. Yeah, sure. Nevertheless, that $15 could be used for booze or food or tithing to the church or giving to the homeless. You know, whatever. It could be used for a million things. But what they would tell you is after you donated your, your, uh, your, your uh, plasma, they would yeah. say, whatever you do. Don't drink alcohol for the next 24 hours. Right. Which, of course, is another challenge. Yes. This is exactly the sort of invitation that every college student on that campus took advantage of. And you know what? They were right. It was a very efficient way of getting drunk. You know, uh, I told you a couple of weeks ago that, you know, my experience with the heavy amounts of booze was in the moose juice, where you put all the stuff into yeah. the big five-gallon Gatorade, but everybody was drinking that. Nobody had their own gallon of booze to bring no, with but, them. but some people had, like, their own cups. Yeah, I guess, whatever. But, but, but I never really got into that whole, um, I don't know, the, like, the partying thing. Like yeah. we didn't, I went to Westfield state. We were like the people that I was going to school with were older. We, we already had like, you know, I had gone to community college for two years. So I missed that whole college setting thing sure. where, where you're doing that. And then to actually experience that, well, now you have a job and you know, you have to like, <laughs> you're living on campus, but you still have responsibilities to do. So not to say that there wasn't drinking being done. There was drinking being done all the time. But this, like, excessive uh, kind of thing wasn't really... Binge drinking yeah. as a competitive sport. Right. Like, yes. that wasn't that wasn't a thing. It was more of like, oh, you have a problem kind of uh, binge drinking. See, that was not my yeah. experience in college right. whatsoever. Because, I mean, there would be a, yeah. a couple things. We'd do a case race, you know, a beery 15 minutes until you finish the 18-pack of oh Stroh's Light. Stroh's. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was that. We also had, uh, like, a pub crawl or a death march because Marquette at one point had more uh, bars on campus than any college in America Yeah. for, like, a for a while. Now there are no bars there because Marquette kind of figured that out, that uh, maybe if they bought all that property, they wouldn't have all that problem with students having to go to the emergency room. Right, right. So they figured that out. And then, uh, but there were also, like, one party after another. So, like, if one party was kind of kind of lame or the you know their their the booze option wasn't very good you go to the next party like you know three four you know houses yeah. down and that's the way the weekend was that's the way a weekend well, should go yeah what do you expect me to do study study go to a library write a term paper sp- speak an intellectual ma- intellectual sentences with other like-minded students when are you gonna write that term paper 18 hours before it's due <laughs> 18, a, 18 hours? Yeah. Why are you putting on all that work? I'm well, going to do mine four hours before I, it's new. I'm taking a bottle of Nodos and some uh, <laughs> some uh, Jolt Cola, <laughs> all right, 
and I'm going to mix it with Captain Morgan, and we're going to have a damn good time. We're going to study yeah. that. Yeah. We, uh, uh, we Every now and then, uh, we'd find ourselves with a bottle of Everclear, which is 190-proof oh, grain yeah, alcohol. That's, that's some good stuff. Which is poison. I mean, there's just I, no there's no question about it. I would go around on the floor. We had the, the only drinking floor in the dorm. It was the 21 and over floor uh, at Lammers Hall at Westfield State. And uh, that was, I would, I didn't have any, I didn't really have any money. Right. So I would go around at the end of the week and collect everybody's empties and then bring it down to uh, what is now Ryan's package store in Westfield. I think it always was Ryan's. It's just in a different location. Yeah. And uh, I would cash in those bottles and cans. And if you got about $7, you could get a pack of GPC cigarettes, mm-hmm. a six pack of Genesee ice. And a six pack of like Admiral Stevenson or something. It was like the, the <laughs> generic version of Captain Morgan. You know what I mean? It's he, like it like, was the guy that was yeah. tossed out of the military. Yeah, it's like when you go down to the Mass Mutual Center for Disney on Ice, and yeah. outside they got the generic stuff. Like, oh, it's Miguel Mouse out here <laughs> that you're selling for fifteen dollars, which is still cheaper than inside. But that that's the kind of that you want to get a discount on, yeah. on what you do. Uh, I never had the experience of the, uh, of the Borg, the gallon jug of blackout alcohol. <laughs> kind of makes you, kind of makes you pine for your youth all over again. That's doesn't right. It? We're going to get some spuckies down at the Cubbies. Who's with me, baby? Oh my God! I can buy a case of beer for three ninety nine. Holy crap! I can put it in my Borg gallon. And pretend it's like a gallon of go lately. Look at Jimmy. He tossed his cookies into the bubble over there. Holy crap. Well, I guess we're not going to sit on that couch anymore. It's uh, 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Join the T-Birds for a massive spin balance. Address your suspension issues before they lead to bigger, more expensive problems. For over 100 years, Ferrara Spring has been offering responsive solutions to unique problems. Whether you're looking for a recommendation or need to purchase parts, Ferraras can help. Ferrara Spring Works, 3 Amboy Court, Springfield, ferrarasprings.com. For all your suspension repair needs, get Ferrara Spring under it. Ferrara Spring Works, since 1920. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy with a high of 37. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, You want to laugh? I do. All right, let's do it. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's (laughs) classic rock. Hey, what do you call a man with no arms and no legs? Uh, I don't know. What do you call a man with no arms and no legs? Anything you want. There ain't nothing he can do about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so he can't move his limbs. <laughs> you throw him in a pool. His name is Bob. <laughs> you put him in front of the door. His name okay. is Matt. Oh, wait. All right, there we you what? put him in front of the door. His name is Matt. Or you hang him on the wall. His name is Art. Bax ah! and Nagel in the morning. Oh, that came up quick. It's 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome, uh, rent the all-electric uh, electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, you know, um, the storm over the weekend. Did you experience any of that, or did you stay locked up inside your house? Uh, I... Yeah, I uh, you know, I didn't really leave the house. 
<clears throat> you didn't. No. No, nah, there wasn't much to wasn't much to do. I let nature melt it off my car, and that was that. Uh, I went out Friday night, and then I was driving home about I don't know eleven o'clock or so, eleven thirty, yeah. and um, it was horrible. Even with four wheel drive, uh, the roads were just the nasty. They hadn't really plowed them yet, and it was that heavy like wet snow and mm-hmm. then ice on top of it which yeah, is always not, uh, nice for a that's not good the candy shell on the top of the snow but uh yeah it's hard to remove that yeah but you know uh you know off your car again one of them snow brooms helps uh, if you got a a snow blower uh that'll uh, that'll chop right through it i still say uh you know that the you know, getting a guy who can plow you yeah, and do your driveway. Oh yeah, uh, is a lot of is uh, the way to go. I got a plow guy. You do? Yeah, he plows plowed me twice. Really? In the last week. What did he do with? Did he do anything in your driveway? No, he didn't bring one snowball up. I was <laughs> very upset. The Northampton Police Department received a report of a hit and run in Northampton on Friday, according to the department. Around 9:57 p.m., officers received a report of a hit and run where a suspected vehicle had driven into a building and fled the scene. This was right in the middle of that snowstorm. Yeah. An officer located the vehicle driving down Main Street with front end damage, and when the officer pulled behind the vehicle, it took off, weaving in and out of oncoming traffic. The uh, suspect's vehicle pulled onto a side street that only had one outlet. Multiple officers arrived and were able to block the vehicle from the opposite direction. The op of the vehicle was then arrested. The 26-year-old male from West Hatfield was charged with operating under the influence of liquor, leaving the scene of property damage, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, and failure to stop for police. 26 years old. I wonder if he was uh, coming back from the Blarney Bash. At 26, you're a little old to be at the Blarney Bash. Yeah, but as we talked a few weeks ago about those kids who stuck around high school even after they graduated, there's always... A few that still stick around just for the... Uh, I mean, Van Wilder, uh, you ever see that movie? He made uh, a career yeah. out of college. Yeah, that's true. So, um, you, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm hardly one to be critical. It took me nearly till the age of 26 to get out, too. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, we just talked about it, but I'll, I'll mention it again. So, uh, snow in Hampshire County uh, on s- Saturday morning threatened to dampen the spirits of UMass Amherst Amherst students eager for their annual unsanctioned St. Patrick's Day celebration. Students told uh, 22 News that conditions couldn't have been better. We were ready last night. The snow is going to enhance the vibe, man. Everybody's getting pelted by snowballs. It's a good wintry Blarney blowout. Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong one. Oh, what was that? Uh, The wrong one. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> the uh, Blarney blowout, uh, und- uh, undeterred by the snow. But then uh, some of the on-campus distraction activities didn't survive the forecast. Garber Field behind uh, was supposed to uh, be hosting UMass Lacrosse versus Yale. That game was rescheduled for Friday down in Connecticut. Uh, the spring, the pre-spring break St. Patrick's celebration was long lamented by the surrounding community who witnessed the chaos firsthand, the chaos that reached a boiling point in 2014. More than 70 arrests were made then, police officers injured, and a community scarred. Almost a decade later, the footprint of the party is largely limited to one housing area. Uh, Students uh, said they do their best to be respectful. I mean, I've lived in the townhouses for two years now, bruh. So, like, (laughs) a lot of more people are more, like, respectful and stuff. Like, doesn't get, like, too crazy. 
How do you account for the 28 kids that were taken to the <laughs> taken by ambulance because they were doing their board gallons? That's a small percentage of the partiers out here, dude. You can have a good time without being disrespectful to the cops and getting arrested. Yeah. 37,000 students, only 28 will end up going to the hospital. That's a pretty yeah. good number. Yeah, uh, as you just said, more than two dozen students were transported by ambulance on Saturday to, uh, in response to a significant number of alcohol intoxication cases related to uh, Blarney blowout parties held by UMass Amherst students. The town also needed regional ambulance support to assist with those calls. A total of 28 came as a result of those on-campus parties or off-campus parties. Amherst Police and UMass Police uh, reported two arrests for underage possession of alcohol. That's it? Just two for underage alcohol? You would have thought there would have been like 50 of those. They probably just gave up. Yeah, they're like, whatever. <laughs> like, we can't can't possibly cart them all. Amherst uh, Fire and UMass officials said many students were observed carrying plastic gallon containers believed to be the Borgs or blackout rage gallons. <laughs> A mix of alcohol, electrolytes, and water. Well, at least you're getting your Pedialyte uh, mixed with your Pop-Off. Pop-Off and Pedialyte. Yeah, I like that. In a statement, uh, UMass said it is considering steps to improve alcohol education and intervention by telling people not to do something, which encourages them to do something. Of course, because that sounds like a challenge. And it does say that um, in the one article that I read that UMass prepares its incoming students with alcohol education. And I said, you know what? That should take place sophomore year. You should be required to take that um, training again. Yeah, because, you know, you'd be surprised how much a college student will forget well, that's what from I mean. one semester to another. You do it when you get in there, and then in sophomore year, you remind them again because now you've become a little more comfortable, a little... Uh, complacent i guess if you will yeah uh, with your surroundings so now you're ah you know what this first year wasn't that bad i'm gonna go out to that blarney blowout and drink a borg <laughs> you know i just I, I just remember me in my youth yeah. and if uh if my uh, college uh, administration had said uh, don't drink yeah the, the one thing you would do yeah and I, drink. I, I would find a way to uh, you know, go around that policy, well, like it, like aggressively try to find ways of drinking. Yes. Uh, where else could we? Uh, what other ways could we make this worse? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get two gallons of alcohol. <sighs> uh, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno says he is disappointed with the state plan to relocate more than two dozen homeless families to a downtown hotel. In a statement to 22 News, Sarno said the uh, city received notification late Friday afternoon from Undersecretary of Housing and Community Develop, uh, Development Director Jennifer Maddox uh, that the state plans to move 30 homeless families from outside western Massachusetts into the Holiday Inn Express on State Street. Sarno says the decision was made, quote, with no advance notice to the city and the complete lack of proper planning and follow-up information. The mayor is calling on Governor Maura Healy to reconsider the plan and have further discussions with the city. Sarno says that Springfield is already struggling to find proper housing for its own residents in need. You know, that's a good question. I support people, you know, helping the homeless out and housing them. Right. But what about the population that's already in Springfield as opposed to moving families that are from other locations into Springfield? Well, uh... Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I mean, I think we try to do the best we can for the homeless in yeah. the city. Uh, obviously, it's 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 not a full 
you know, it's it's not a, a, a the answer. I mean, it's, there's plenty of problems to solve in that in that case. Yeah. But if they're taking over like uh, hotels and motels, yeah, are they getting turned down service? Concierge? I don't know. Uh, they're getting all the pamphlets they need to find out what's going on in the city. You know, there are a lot of things to take advantage of. I remember years ago, uh, there was that hotel in West Springfield that would house, it had the, it w- there was some really unfortunate things that happened there. One of them was the death of a baby because a mother was doing drugs and didn't, wasn't watching after her toddler who then tried to give the baby a bath right. while she was not in the room because she was out doing drugs. I think, you know, when it's a nice idea to want to help people to make sure that they're warm and safe, but if you don't have anybody policing that, I think that that's an issue. You know, it's one thing to have money just to house people, mm-hmm. but you really need money for security and everything else to go in there. You know, I and it's easy for these hotels to take the money because it's guaranteed income. Well, we've seen that in other in other places where the the hotels wind up being almost taken over by homeless because the hotels get money to do it. How long was that holiday? It was a holiday in up in uh, Holyoke before they knocked it down and made. How long was that <sighs> hotel there for? Was that there for a long, long time? Mm, I, I don't know, maybe like a dozen years or so. It, yeah. was, it wasn't a, a, an old hotel. Right, but that was the one that became infested with, there was like cockroaches, mm-hmm. and there was uh, water damage and mold and all this other stuff. Did the homeless have access to the pool? No. No, but see- you What about the business center? Do they have access that, to that? That was the thing back when this happened. It was about 10 years ago when, when they closed- the, that hotel in West Springfield, I don't know what it is now. It was like a Clarion or originally it was like a Red Roof Inn or something. Or something Ramada like that. Ramada. But anyway, um, they changed ownership. And then they reopened. They have that water park inside. Mm-hmm. It's like a mini water park. And we started reporting on the story as if, oh, this place must be another housing unit for people who are homeless. <laughs> and we kind of made it seem like, Bums were getting on top of the water slide and going, wee, you know, like you know, having a good old time. And the people who own that hotel uh, took offense to that. Really? Yeah. I can't and, imagine uh, why. And, and didn't want us to give the impression that that's what was going on there because different owners, different, you know, things going on. It's actually a nicer place now. What about the continental breakfast? Do they get? Uh, did the homeless get the continental breakfast? Oh, you get all the scrambled eggs you want. Well, I, but continental wouldn't have that, or, or do they have the coupon for the free breakfast? Maybe it's the coupon for the free breakfast. All right, yeah. yeah. This entitles you to one free breakfast, <laughs> and it's sponsored by UMass Amherst. So you'll get uh, you'll get your eggs and your bacon, and you'll get a gallon of Borg. <laughs> Western New England University's public safety is seeking the public's help in identifying a vehicle that was involved in an incident on February 25th. According to the Western New England University Police, the vehicle was involved in an incident in the quad on uh, quad lot on February 25th around 7.24 p.m. The vehicle appears to be a white Jeep Compass SUV. If anyone can assist with locating the vehicle, please contact public safety uh, or stop by the public safety office. I like that one. That's the first one I've seen that ever said. Stop by the public. Yeah, you, don't to, you don't have to call us. Just come on in. <laughs> We'd like to talk to you for a little while. 
Uh, let's see. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 37. Right now in downtown Springfield, it's 35. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. G- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 708 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high of 37. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I hope you've been vaccinated because March Madness is a week away. Technically, it's this week, I suppose. It's this week. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I, hopefully you're vaccinated because I'm coming on. Jeez. Where, no. Where I'm were you com- going with that? Because I'm coming down with a nasty case of March Madness. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and I might be contagious. You got the boogie-woogie flu oh, and, and March Madness. Let me tell you something. This is my favorite time of the year. Filling out brackets, watching my dreams get dashed in the first weekend. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, so what? Selection Sunday is this coming Sunday. Yep. Remember back in the day when um, when uh, UMass, you know, was doing really, really well. Remember when John Calipari was cheating <laughs> up a storm and they were actually good? Remember, remember, the, remember, remember those Marcus days? Camby's friends were yeah. really benefiting from that association? Exactly. I mean, well, the good old days, Vax. The good old days. Yes, I do remember those days. And yeah. I, but I also remember that, you know... Th- you know, UMass basketball has always had this up and down type of type of thing. Sure. It hasn't been a particularly great season, uh, but there's room for optimism. Obviously, there is. They got a, a great new, coach. Yeah, with a new coach, and um, yes, for for sure, for sure. Yeah, I thought I actually thought that they were they were gonna do gonna do better this year. They were off to a great start, hit a couple bumps, uh, surge back again. Then their best player got hurt and. You know, one thing leads to another, and they just end up basically, yeah. a, you know, kind of a 500 team. I think in, in college basketball, when you're hired as a new coach, you need at least two seasons to recruit of your way. I mean, to, to come in in your first season, expect, you know, wholesale changes. You've got to have the players to make that happen. Right. When you recruit, then all of a sudden you you have the players you want. Uh, at, the pieces, at, as it were. Right. You have the pieces of the puzzle closer together. But... Yeah, it's it's championship week. Any anything can happen. Anything can. Uh, I I selfishly am uh, particularly uh, uh, interesting because Marquette is number six in the country They're and having and, a, and having, owned the Big East, having a great year. Absolutely. Congrats on that. I heard you. I heard you uh, regaling us with your college drinking stories earlier. I don't uh, know about that. Bringing back memories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a he was a binge binge drinker. Well, I, I mean, was too. We, we all were. Back we all then. were. Yeah, it was nothing different. Yep, nothing different. So, um, uh, the Minutemen. God, this I didn't think we were going to be talking about the UMass Minutemen this morning. The Minutemen are going into the Atlantic Ten tournament, so they obviously they've got to win that to go to the NCAA. Do, do they have a, a chance of of that? Yeah, they do. They've they've got they have a shot. Um, so they've got to win that to get in. The Minute Women, meantime, huge surprise yesterday. Uh, they were the number one seed in the A10 tournament. Uh, made it to the final. They're, I mean, they're tw- they were twenty six and five going into yesterday's game. Yeah. Uh, they lose uh, in overtime to St. Louis. Uh, so they're twenty six and six. St. Louis gets the automatic bid. And now the question is, is um, you know uh, the 
men and women, even the men and men, they're considered the the mid majors. You know, is twenty six and six in that league enough to get them an at large bid this coming Sunday night? It that's that maybe. maybe 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 that maybe that happens. Let's uh let's gonna go to uh the the, the Celtics here last night. Blew yesterday's game in a huge way. Uh, man, Blew it double overtime. Could have gone either way. And yeah, I mean. <sighs> This is what happens when you get into double overtime. You know, you get exhausted, you make mistakes, and all of a sudden exactly. it falls away from you. Yep. They should have been able to beat the Knicks. They should have. Jason Tatum scored 40 points yesterday. I, I was actually uh, I was at the gym this morning, and I, I was able to watch the, the first overtime again. They they had they had there was like a nine point swing in that game. Uh, they were tied at one thirteen. They scored, so they led by three. I think there was about three minutes left in the first OT. Um, Jason Tatum th- threw the ball away, missed two three point shots. The Knicks hit one, and it's like that was they, they should have won. The, they should have won the game. They he. Tatum missed some big shots in that first overtime period, even though he scored 40. Uh, they should have won, but they didn't, and they've now lost. Yeah. They've lost three or four. They've they lost three or four. And, and uh, the Knicks have won it, nine in a row. And it could have been worse because had Milwaukee been able to win uh, you know, straight, because they were on like a 16-game winning streak. Yep. Uh, 16 that, straight wins. Yeah, they finally did lose. <laughs> But uh, Milwaukee is now a, a game and a half, game and a half up uh, ahead in the East. So I mean, you know, at this point, it doesn't matter a whole lot. I mean, but but nevertheless, you don't want to see a, a a team surge and you guys fall apart. Well, and then again, too, so the uh, the other the other side of that coin is it's like, look, if you're going to lose games, get them out of your system now and and not at the end of the year. I mean, basically, they're they're playing for home court advantage in the playoffs. That's that's. That's the the long and the short of it. So you know they're they're still in good shape, but I don't know. It, it's it's not so much the fact that that they that they've lost these games, but how they've done it. They made some bonehead plays yesterday, and that's that's not like them at all. So uh, Patriots cut Brian Hoyer. What a shocker! Has, has there been a season <laughs> he's played in professional football where he has not been cut by Bill Belichick at one point? No, and and who knows? He you know he's one injury away from. Coming back again. Dude, that is the best job in professional sports. The backup quarterback. You're basically you're basically <laughs> given, uh, during the week, you're given the number one defense, yeah. a workout. Um, and then the rest of your, you got to pay attention in meetings because, you know, you never know. Yeah. And then you just, you're the clipboard guy. And you get well compensated. And you get, and you, you make jack squat. huge money. I'll tell you what. That almost sounds like a radio broadcaster. It does. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for saying it. I, I was. I yeah. was. You know. I didn't want to be- embarrass you guys, but yeah, yeah, it's like the two of you. Yeah, moderately okay, uh, compensated, yep. not great, but yep. you know the the, the expectation. Every the once limit, in a while, you're expected to you know low. the cream rising to the top. Most times it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Right. <laughs> but I, but it just it just shows that you know Brian Hoyer is like you know perennially bounced off the team and almost always called back. Right. And considering you know how he, he had his bell rung last season, you wonder you know is it worth it for him to stay in this because yeah. he has spent his entire career backing up somebody. Right. And like I said, he listen. He can get you can have a concussion every once in a while, uh, <laughs> but to be able to just stand around and. And get exercise, and like I said, keep other guys sharp. That's a that's a good job. 
But the you know, and we've talked about this before. The big story with the Patriots is Mac Jones, your franchise guy. I at still at this point, I don't think they know that. I was reading some stories where you know there's there's already discussions about maybe moving him. Right, and they're uh, talking about moving, even even hinting at moving their number one quarterback, which I think is fair. really it it's it's, it's fair. fair it's fair. But on the other hand, it's like well. Are you? Is there something else in place? Exactly. And what? And what are you expecting that to be? What are you expecting that to be? You know, it's 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 not likely to be an Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not coming to New England. No. And apparently, what what's his face? Uh, Derek Carr, out of all the teams, out of New Orleans, um, Charlotte, and the Jets. I read this morning he's he's leaning to going to the Jets, who just like the Patriots didn't quite have that high a draft pick, but the Jets aren't uh, happy with their uh, you know young quarterback either. So yeah. it's interesting how Aaron Rodgers is kind of like the the, the 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 key piece in all of this. It's like once he makes a decision on what he wants to do, you got three or four teams mm-hmm. that then make a decision. Going. Based on what he's deciding to do. All right, you're Which, the, so you're the Packer fan. I've got I've got my opinion on this. Yeah. So you you tell me where Aaron Rodgers. How about this? You're not going to be able to tell me where he's going to play. Um, is he going to stay? It will he will he be playing for the Packers next year? Uh, I'm going to say that there's probably a 15 percent chance he comes back. 15. I don't think it's a real great. You don't. I don't. And I also think that what's going to wind up happening is he's going to realize that he's not really a good fit anywhere else but Green Bay. That's and see, I'm going to say he retires at 39 years old. Oh. I know. But 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 again, that decision affects, you know, a half dozen teams. It's a domino theory. Totally a domino theory. I'm kind of thinking that he is look I mean, listen, if you lock yourself in a in a darkness retreat for 4 days he's, to help you decide buddy. what you're going to do, He's such a weirdo. He's a total weirdo. And yet the idea of him going to the Jets, he thinks he's having a problem in Green Bay. Right. Where do you where do you where do you're being held to uh, the the standard of the New York press? There's no way the Jets are a good fit for so, you. So so I think um I think he, he's he's absolutely not going anywhere. I I don't think he really has any interest in that. He's going to make a a a still make a truckload of money. I mean, why would he leave? Why would he leave? That's he I think he a guy like him, not sitting here saying we know Aaron Rodgers, a guy like him historically who's worn one uniform his whole career. I, he's not going anywhere, which is why I think he's going to retire rather than play. And I think because that, I think the Packers have done everything they could to take away all the weapons that he that he could have, sure. should have had yep. enough to win another uh, you, uh, Super Bowl. Yep. But they have lost way too many people over the years for him to say, hey, you know what? Right. It can't just all be me. Fair enough. And I think the Packers have actually done it to themselves. They don't necessarily blame Aaron Rodgers. No, I think the, of course I think not. the organization has failed him. Yep. Uh, speaking of organizations that are not failing, the Bruins continue just to, to, to rip things up. You know, um, I, I, I'm, hockey's my favorite sport. I think of all the of all the Boston teams, I <clears throat> I like I follow the Bruins uh, the closest. They got so much better around the trade deadline, and it's like every it's like every game they play. Um, me, every game they play, 
I'm just waiting uh, for the shoe to drop. <laughs> I mean, how how can they keep up the pace that they're currently playing on? They go out west. They had they go out west a week and a half ago. Yep, grueling road trip. I mean, you're going. You're first of all, you're flying all the way across the country. You're playing Seattle, Calgary, uh, and Edmonton in in almost consecutive nights, and you just ride roughshod over all of them. Then you travel uh, all the way across the country again, and you've got one of those trap games against the Buffalo Sabers, who you know everybody's going to all the betting money's on the Bruins. Yep. So it's one of those things where the, you know the Sabers steal a game at the Garden. They they beat them seven to one. And then the Rangers, who got better at the trade deadline, come into Boston, and you're like, okay, here's a team in the in the in, in their in their division in their conference who just got better, uh, made a big move, and then they and they beat them four to two. When when is it going to end? And it doesn't look like <clears throat> it's going to. You know, they are seven games away from tying the all-time uh, you know winning streak. Now. If you said that 10 games in to any other team in any other sport, you say, well, why are you even bother even, thinking about why that? Why are you even ta- talking about something like that? Except if there were ever a team that could match 17 games, uh, this is it. Dude. Because they're not just beating games, and they're not just you know, beating teams, they're obliterating them. I mean, what they did to Buffalo last Thursday, 7-1, that's a football score. It's a football. It's, it's embarrassing. It's totally embarrassing. And, you know, I mean, you're right. Anything can happen. But uh, this, I mean, this teams don't win like this. They don't. Especially in the NHL. Well, someone is. It's the, And it's them. It's them. Unbelievable. I love it. All right. Next week. You're back. Yeah. Gonna, uh, so I heard you guys. I'm so I'm I'm going on vacay. The, the end of the month. The end of thank you. Uh, okay. The end all of the right. month. But I'll still I'll do this from there. Okay. Because because when you told us last week, all I heard was a lot of blah blah yeah, blah blah. 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 I like it, like I just like listen all. to it. Yeah. yeah I was gonna right. say, isn't it nice that we listen to you? <laughs> you know, every word you, you say. Know, <laughs> yeah. Why should you guys be I, different from anybody else? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Very good, Scott Cohen. Airport on Friday. The NTSB is now investigating the event involving the Bombardier Challenger 300 plane. Makes the 299 look like a paper airplane. Yeah, right. Uh, that diverted to Bradley and resulted in fatal injuries to a passenger Friday afternoon. Uh, that was according to a statement from the MTSB. The plane was en route from Keene, New Hampshire to Leesburg, Virginia, with five people on board, three passengers, and two crew members. When the turbulence broke out, uh, when, when the turbulence broke out, the aircraft is now at Bradley Airport. NTSB investigators have removed the cockpit voice recorder and flight data recorder and are continuing to gather information from the flight crew, operator, and passengers about the circumstances surrounding the event. That's uh, That scares the crap out of me, the turbulence thing. This Doesn't... is why you should always keep your seatbelt on on an airplane. Even when you're sitting down, because if it even if it feels smooth, because turbulence can is one of those things that just can come out of nowhere. Like you don't, it's, they some they don't know sometimes where the they can see where they might be having trouble ahead, 
but they don't they don't know what kind of how right bad the turbulence is going to be until it's too late. Yeah, and I'm sure it's more scientific than what I'm trying to explain to people. Oh no no no! I think you're doing a very no, good I job don't, of, don't, of explaining well, turbulence. Well, I might be wrong. I'm just letting everybody know. That. No one needs to know that. But I'm just guessing. Well, I mean, having that experience of being on a private plane, those things are cool, but they do experience a lot more turb- turbulence more so than a commercial jetliner. I think due to the size and, you know, yeah. all that whatever, you know, I don't know. Are you a Scientist. nervous flyer? No, not particularly. Because ne- ne- we've never flown together, have we? No, we have not. No, we shouldn't oh. either. Well, I don't really want, I mean, I'm not really dying to go on a trip with you. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not yeah. a nervous flyer. I'm not a nervous flyer either. There are some things that have made me nervous over the years. And, yeah. And severe turbulence was one of them. And this was going back, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. We are coming back from Florida. And the plane, they knew that there was something coming up, like yeah. some kind of turbulence. So the flight attendant was like, Please, everybody, put your drink trays up, and you know we're going to come around and collect the trash. We are expecting that we're going to hit this turbulence, and there's really nothing we can do about it. Right. So this guy in front of me is like, um, wow. Uh, <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Uh, is that the, the Goonies remake? I don't again? know. Uh, I was just thinking the same thing. I'm sorry. We're distracted by something that's on the television. Um, but uh, so anyway, the, the flight attendant is like giving instructions like, like pleading with people, like put your drink tray up, and nobody's really paying attention. Of course, you know, I got my wife and kids with me. We're yeah. like, okay, yeah, let's you know put well, your trays up, just, and you just can't guzzle two ounces of soda in a heartbeat. You yeah, gotta, yeah, you gotta sip it. Uh, no, it's like a thimble. You're a thimble <laughs> of soda. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the scariest thing I've ever heard a flight attendant say was. When the plane started to shake violently, yeah, she gets on the loudspeaker and goes, "Good luck, everybody. You're on your own now." And I'm what? like, "What?" And everybody's like looking around, like, "Did she just say good luck? luck you're, you're on, on your, your own? own?" I couldn't believe that. Wow. But well, and you know what? If for for all intents and per- all those people with uh, who live in tents and the porpoises that they the porpoises that, they, that are in the ocean yeah, below the, right, right you know, the, the crashing right. plane for all those all of those people, uh, she did try her best to make sure that everybody didn't and nobody was listening. I think that's why she said that was because like was hey, this a, I give up. Was this a Southwest flight? Of course it was. So yeah, yeah. of course because yeah. yeah, that's the way they are at Southwest. They're always cracking wise and yeah. trying to make the uh, the experience of flying about a lot of laughs. Southwest is the classier spirit airline. <laughs> <laughs> They're the slightly more organized yeah. uh, or uh, flights. You know, to me, I'm uh, this. I mean, this this shows you how. When I go on a, on a on a plane, I'm more likely to just fall asleep and not even know what's going on. No situational awareness in the plane, and I don't really care. To me, it it it's a bad flight if I open up the package of uh, of pretzels and there's yeah. only like four of them in there. I mean, yeah. To me, that flight's a disaster. Yeah. But uh, that you know, that's uh, but that's not the way it is for most people who go on <laughs> and are still nervous that the thing's going to crash into a mountain. I flew Delta uh, to Atlanta back when I went to visit my mom for the last time. Yeah. And on the way back, I got bumped into first class, which was awesome. Yeah. You can have as many snacks as you want. Really? They have like a big basket of snacks. And they're like, hey, 
Uh, what do I got? A big basket of snacks. Oh, I can only take one. Oh, no. You want more? You just ring your little bell, and I'll come right over and give you more snacks whenever Dude, you I've want. Ne- I've, I've never sat in, in first class. I've always gone coach. Oh, you're missing out. I know. You know what? It's a big, bougie seat, and then they, like, I don't know. I remember, like, years ago, I think those were more for international flights, though, because my sister, who's the flight attendant, yeah, I think the international flights, they had, like, eye, like eye coverings, and then they would put hot towels on your face if really? you wanted to, on these long extended ones. Like, you know, like, like, a, you, like, like an international. An, yeah, like yeah. England or a Germany or something like that. You you would get that. But man, that's kind of nice. Yeah, uh, this uh, airline is no longer around, but you know, there used to be an airline called Midwest Express Yeah, back uh, like in the 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it was great. Uh, for a while, they would go up and down the rows handing out free hot cookies. Wow. Every, everybody got a hot chocolate chip cookie. And then, and then what they used to do is they would go up and down the rows and give you free glasses of wine. Yeah, see, you know what? Gone like, are the days of uh, of comfort flying. Yeah. I, I, I There was a flight I was on. That it was, it was a, you know, the, the flight was late, and, uh, you know, we took off, you know, you know late from I, Detroit or wherever the hell we were coming out of. And uh, the, stu- the the flight attendant just came by and says, look, I know you've been waiting all, all day, and I don't want to be carrying these uh, wine bottles all, all night long. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you like me just to keep filling it up while I stand here? <laughs> I had like four glasses of wine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I said, well, this is delicious, but I sure could use a few more hot cookies. And she said, I'll be right back. She has me like a whole basket of uh, hot cookies. I got hammered on a plane once. Did you really? It's not fun. You know why? Because... Not you're already dehydrated from alcohol, but you're even more dehydrated because you're flying in the air. You know, flying dehydrates you a little bit faster uh, than it normally would. So it's like the worst hangover ever. <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, I didn't do anything lewd. Nah, that's good. I didn't show off any extremities by accident. Nah. I just kind of fell asleep and probably annoyed everybody with my immense snoring for three hours. Not your problem. No, not my problem at all. No, it's everybody else's problem. You're just you're just relaxing like everybody else. That's right. Dozens of students from area colleges were transported by ambulance on Saturday from excessive drinking at the Blarney Blowout in Amherst. UMass uh, students uh, uh, said to told Western Mass News while they appreciate the tradition, people should be more mindful of their drinking. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you? And you expect that from a college yeah. student? UMass fresh, oh, freshman. That's yeah, why. of course. Kat Kelly re- recalled what she saw at the annual St. Patrick's Day event. Pat One- Kelly? Cat uh, Kelly. Cat Kelly. Yeah. One of the largest party uh, weekends of the year for hundreds of college students in the area. There were, like, definitely a lot of ambulances in the area, and just, like, going back and forth through the townhouses, I did see a lot of people, like, laying on the ground, like, totally wasted, like, kind of their friends just taking care of them. Oh, yeah, that's right! Listen, listen, Cat Kelly, I know you sound like that other guy on Rock 102, but this is Tommy from Dorchester. The Bloody Blowout is one of the biggest freaking parties ever! And we're gonna get wasted on Borg. I got my Borg gallons right here! By the cartful! What was it? Blackout what? The, uh, it was the black. Oh, God. Uh, now, now I, I have to look it up. I, I don't have it. It's not in this story. 
I can look it up. All right, who's got the natty daddies out here for Tommy, huh? Jimmy, you want one? Bobby, huh? I'm gonna puke until I'm blind. I'll see you in class on Monday. It's uh, the Blackout Rage Gallon. The Borg. It's a, it's a jug you fill with booze and electrolytes and water. So it's a combination of uh, you pop off Gatorade and uh, tap water. Dad, we're out of Natty Daddies. Can you bring the gallon of wine from Grandma? Oh, Jesus. We're all out of Gatorade. I guess we'll have to drink this stuff raw. Pedialyte and pop off. Here we come. Oh my god. Being so desperate to get drunk, you're guzzling down Pedialyte. That, you know, Pedialyte is disgusting. It's the grossest thing ever. And it, it's what? I mean, it's, yeah. it's I mean, it's all sugar. And you know, you're supposed to give it to your kid or you know, take it when you're not feeling well. Oh yeah. god, no thank you. It's awful. Well, I mean, it is good to rehydrate when you're sick, but it doesn't really rehydrate you when you have you're having more alcohol in the in the bottle than you are Pedialyte. Well, yeah, I think uh, you're just uh, I think you're just doing it for the flavor on the on the uh, on the, the under the delusion that it's going to prevent you from getting hungover or, or sick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast. Oh my God! It's going to be so sunny out. Who wants to join me on the quad and do some keg stands and some beer funnels, huh? Let's get it. Who's got the no-dos and the monster energy drinks? We're making, we're making Borg. Oh, Jesus. Ah, God, it's going to be. I just puked from my buttocks. Oh, tomorrow's going to be cloudy, but you know what? It's always sunshine and rainbows here. But you, man, the bloody blower. And that's the weather news. Commanders, a division of command. Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.52 in Queen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high of 40. It is uh, currently uh, 38 right now in downtown Springfield. It's time for Rock 102's College Brackets Competition Bracket Brawl presented by Bud Light. Go to rock102.com now and sign up starting on Sunday at 8 p.m. March 12th, you can start making your picks Make the best picks of the whole tournament. You get a $500 cash card. Pick every game correctly. You could win a million dollars. Bracket busted early. You'll get a chance to make a fresh bracket for the round of 16 and for the round of four. Best picks of the bracket. $100 gift card to the Hangar Pub and Grill. It's Rock 102's Bracket Brawl. Brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink. Easy to enjoy. The Hangar Pub and Grill and Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, you ready to rock and roll, man? I am ready to rock and roll. Well, then you probably should listen to music, because all we're doing is this Now Hear This thing. Now Hear This with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. 
All right. Clip number one. Chris Rock, who uh, addressed the Oscar slap on his uh, new stand-up special uh, that was streamed live on Saturday night. I was uh, I was kind of hoping to catch it, but then I forgot about it. And then Barry uh, texted me. He said, hey, did you see the special? And I said, no. Then he goes, well, it wasn't worth watching. And then he put this little, like, yeah, like, yes, it was. You know, that, <laughs> sorry, some kind of emoji kind of thing. Anyway, uh, here is uh, Chris uh, talking about uh, the Oscar slap. Y'all know what happened to me, getting smacked by Suge Smith. <laughs> Everybody knows I've got smacked at the Oscars by this mother, and people like did it hurt. It still hurts. <laughs> I got summertime ringing in my ears. <laughs> But I'm not a victim, baby. You will never see me on Oprah or Gail <laughs> crying. You will never see it. Never gonna happen. I couldn't believe it. And I love men in black. No. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. No. I took that hit like Pacquiao. <laughs> I thought it was Pacquiao. No, Manny Pacquiao. I the thought boxer. it was Manny Pacquiao. I no. thought that's how you pronounce it. Pacquiao. Oh, well, there you go. That's my sports knowledge. Well, oh, there you go. Yeah. Do you want to hear more from him or no? Uh, sure. Or we can go to on another clip. You it makes pick. no difference. It's You know what this is? This is one of those choose-your-own-ending novels. Go on to something else. All right. There you go. Well, I kind of wanted to go on to more. Chris go back Rock. to more Chris Rock. No, it's all right. We're going to uh, go on to something else. Uh, a Florida person who, of course, this is Florida, who identified themselves as Ashley Cream called for a Sugar Daddy Appreciation Day at a zoning board meeting in Boca Raton. Is that how you say that one? Yes. Here's uh, the plea to the board. Florida has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the U.S. Sugar daddies are responsible for college educations, cars, homes, rents, and the occasional body enhancement, supporting our local economy. Requesting that you decree a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day on March 10th to honor those who have given us so much. A sugar daddy appreciation day. Nice, nice, nice job. Way nice to go, job. dudes. I, uh, I think sugar daddy appreciation day would be every day, wouldn't I would, it? I would think every day the check clears. That's yeah, what you should yeah, appreciate the sugar daddy. Somebody's shelling out money for you uh, all the time for your college education or mm-hmm. whatever or what have you. Every time he makes your rent payment, you should be appreciating what he does for you. And uh, Ford is working on creating vehicles that would allow drivers to sleep while driving on the highway. I'm all on board about this. Here's CEO (laughs) Jim Farley talking about the little bit of technology. The bigger opportunity for us, irregardless of the time frame, is eyes off the road on highway driving. We feel like that is such a big unlock for customers. Think about your daily commute and being able to go to sleep in your car or whatever on a sunny day on the highway, you know, what an unlock that is for customers. We just got more excited about that than, you know, a fully autonomous fleet of vehicles uh, someday in the future. Jeez. Okay. I I would like to at least, I don't want to fall asleep 
Unless, well, if that's going to be the end, at least you won't see it coming. Right. Uh, but I think I'd like to be at least, I'd be like to be reading or playing on my phone or yeah, something that, while I'm driving. That, that would make sense. No, but like the computer would be doing the car driving. But at least you could look up and go, oh, and then, you know, manually step on the brake if you have to. You know what would work out even better? If you had someone drive instead of you. Yeah, oh, like come having oh. Another human being drive your car while you take a nap in the back seat or... In the passenger side. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Drummond. I didn't realize you had all this money to hire somebody to drive you around town. No, I'm cool with my wife uh, driving oh, around town. Oh, my wife driving me around. Yeah, no, I'm cool with that. All right. And no problem with that. Uh, it is 7.58, and that is Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Is I-91 icy? Is the Mass Pike closed? Rock 102 is always live and local with up-to-the-minute storm information and reports. Powered by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. You know, nowadays it seems like fast is in fashion. People go through shows quicker, they speed through dates faster, get from point A to point B faster. Well, Xfinity is leading that trend. And Xfinity Mobile is the fastest mobile service with 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. So you can take fast speeds with you at home, at the park, at the gym, or wherever else you want to go. Plus, stop by your local Xfinity store today and see how you can save up to $800 on the new Samsung Galaxy S23 series with qualifying trade-in and device payment plan. That's more money in your pocket to do pretty much whatever you want with, and it adds up pretty fast. Visit XfinityStores.com to find a store near you. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required. Offer ends 331 while supplies last. Noonan Energy Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809. And ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 35. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I was uh, spending the whole weekend thinking of uh, thinking of the show and uh, kept, kept kept saying to myself, I wish there was stuff we could do that was actually funny. Uh, it would like it would be interesting to let's see what humor would do in the show, like how you know, where that would land. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm thinking, I'm looking at other morning show bits that we could do. What was the best part of your weekend? Oh, God. Yeah. It's Girl Scout cookie time. <laughs> Who wants Girl Scout cookies? I mean, I do. I do love Girl Scout cookies, but, uh, I wouldn't make a show out of it. Do you have any advice for my friend who broke up this morning? Ah. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, uh, so I came up with a, an idea, and I, I hope it works. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's good. Uh, I thought it might be kind of cool to do a dad joke joke off. Ooh, we're going to joke each other off? We're going to yeah, we're gonna be joking off well, all been, morning. You've been joking me off for the last 18 years. Yeah, I know. So you you know, you know tell a uh, dad, you tell a joke. Yeah. I tell a joke. All right. And that way we just keep going back and forth until yeah. we've, we've, we've joked out. All right, dad joke off. All right. Do I keep uh, the Harry shaping up or do I? No, you, you can you can Turn that down. All right. Well, you, can keep, you want to keep it in the background? No, I, is it too distracting? It's, it's too distracting. All right. Yeah, okay. Don't, right. don't use it. Okay. Okay. Who wants to go first? You go first. You may go first? You go first. Uh, you want to hear a joke about paper? Sure. Never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> I did it. Terrible. Terrible. My, uh, my hotel tried to charge me $10 extra for air conditioning. Yeah. That wasn't cool. Ah, I get it. It wasn't, it wasn't working. Why did the cookie cry? I don't know. Why did the cookie cry? Because his father was a wafer so long. Get it? Yeah, I got that. Of all the inventions over the last 100 years, the dry erase board has to be the most remarkable. 
I see what you did He's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. How do you organize an outer space party? I don't know. You plan it. I asked my wife to meet me at the gym, but she never showed up. I guess the two of us aren't going to work out. Oh, you know, I went to a seafood disco last week. You did. I pulled a muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Try to run a dating service for chickens, but it was a struggle to make hens meat. Ah. <laughs> Like ends meat. I get it. Hens meat, yeah. yeah. Do you know where you can get chicken broth in bulk? Uh, no, I don't. The stock market. Ah! My, about, what? Uh, you got more? No, no, okay. no. I'm sorry. I forgot you were going back and forth. Have you uh, heard about the restaurant on the moon? No. Great food. Ah! No atmosphere. No atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Well, it wasn't done yet. Well. Because I want to, you know, you got to you gotta build it up. Well, I was just trying, I was just trying to, you know, uh. I, All right, I your know. turn. Uh, it's my turn now? Your, your turn. Oh, okay. What did uh, the daddy spider say to the baby spider? I don't know. You spend too much time on the web. Yeah, you know, I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. Ah! <laughs> it grew what? on me. Why didn't one get together with three? I don't know. They weren't ready for, to try a threesome. Ooh. Oh, a good math joke That's there. I was uh, playing chess with a friend, and he said, uh, let's make this interesting. So we stopped playing chess. Ah, yeah, because chess is boring as hell. Uh, There's a new type of broom out. It's sweeping the nation. What's the matter? Huh? What's the matter? (laughs) Are you reading ahead? No, I'm just laughing at stupid. I was uh, in a job interview the the other day, and they asked if I could perform under pressure. I said no, but I could perform Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, you could. And that actually works with your job. It really does. Why does Superman get invited to dinners? I don't know. Because he's a supper hero. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. right. Uh, someone complimented my uh, my parking uh, the other day. They left a sweet note on my windshield that said "parking fine." Ah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was for the Springfield Parking Authority. Probably the wrong number spot. Right. Uh, gonorrhea would have been a great name for a diarrhea medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to collecting vintage Beatle albums. I need help. Ah, I got. I get it, because that was the name of the album. Yeah, I know. You know, I had sex in an elevator over the weekend. You did. It was wrong on so many levels. Ah. My friend claims he glued himself to his autobiography. I don't believe him. Ah. But, but that's his story, and he's sticking to it. Ah. Jump at the gut a little bit. Well, because I thought that's what we're doing. No. We're, we're, like over, we're overacting in this whole thing. Not necessarily. And how long is this segment going to go as on long, for? As long as we want it to go. All right. Is it my turn or your turn? Your turn. My penis was in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> but the librarian told me to take it out. <laughs> my doctor told me I was going deaf. That news was hard for me to hear. Oh! <laughs> you know why you shouldn't go for a cheap circumcision? Why? Because they're nothing but a ripoff. Are these jokes dads can tell the kids? <laughs> I don't I'm not know. sure. <laughs> I'm reading a horror story in Braille. Something bad is going to happen. I can just feel it. Ah! Did you, did you hear? Uh, did you hear that the proctologist's longtime girlfriend broke it off with him? No. It absolutely wrecked him. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know where a guy can find a person to hang out with, talk to, enjoy spending time with? I'm just asking for a friend. Ah! How does how does a rock pee? I don't know. He dwains his Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have a joke about uh, trickle down economics, but ninety nine percent of you never get it. Did you hear about the guy who dipped his testicles in glitter? <laughs> no. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> I tried a professional. I tried to start a professional hide and seek team, but it didn't work out. Turns out, good players are hard to find. <laughs> You know, I bought shoes from a drug dealer once. You did. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. <laughs> the guy who stole my diary just died. My thoughts are <laughs> with his family. <sighs> you know, my boss hates when I shorten his name to Dick. <laughs> What? You, you even let me oh, finish. Oh, this is more? Okay. Yeah, yes. especially because his name is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> My wife told me she didn't understand cloning. I told her, that makes two of us. Oh! Hey, you. you know, I recently came into a bunch of money, <laughs> which is strange because I usually just use a paper towel. <laughs> So a ship carrying red paint and a ship carrying blue p uh, paint collide in the middle of the ocean. Both crews were marooned. Oh, yeah, I, I, I like that. that one. Yeah. What do you call someone who is a master at baiting? <laughs> a skilled seaman. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a sailor. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that went very, very well. Uh, did it? Yes. Well, we'll find out in a couple hours from now if it went that well. It's 817 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 823 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brandt will give you the forecast in uh, just a few seconds. I was just uh, read. Do you have anything to promote here? Or are you good? Are you uh, good? No, no, no. I'm uh, uh, almost set. Just uh, reading ESPN here. Uh, Nowhere in the complex labyrinth of rules, bylaws, and interpretations that govern, go govern the global anti-doping system did anyone see this warning. Beware of dog medicine. It's an understandable omission, but uh, one that led to a three-month sleuthing expedition that eventually exonerated a five-time Olympian of doping while adding that some feel is unnecessary asterisk next to her spotless record as a clean athlete. Katerina Nash, a mountain biker and cross-country skier who represented the Czech Republic in two Winter Olympics and three Summer Olympics, avoided a four-year uh, doping sanction after minute, or, I'm sorry, minute traces of a banned substance showed up in her system. Authorities determined the substance got there through her skin during the messy struggle she faced enforcing medicine drops down the throat of her ailing dog, Ruby. Despite not receiving a sanction, Nash's encounter... Ruby, why don't you take her dog to town? Oh, Ruby, don't take your dog to town. Nash's encounter with anti-doping authorities still went on the books Thursday, a byproduct of long-enshrined rules that call for any doping violations, even an inadvertent adverse analytical findings such as this one to be announced publicly so she had to, so it was like a liquid medication liquid medication she's trying to take care of the dog and yeah. the medicine i mean the dog you know how hard it is to get it, it's hard enough to give a dog a, an edible uh like a pill pill yeah um because dogs are smart they know that there's nasty stuff inside of the peanut butter that you're giving to them some of them do you can trick them sometimes but yeah, they just don't know. But when you got to put like a like a fluid in their mouth with a plunger, yeah, like a like a syringe, like a plastic yeah. syringe, like yeah. you'd feed a baby 
medicine or something like, like that. Like amoxicillin or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so this stuff, the dogs, you know, jiggling yeah, so all you, around. And so then, you get it all over you. Yeah. So then she's, and then, you know, it's devastating to think like not washing my hands could ruin my entire career being an athlete for 30 years. 45-year-old Nash told the Associated Press, but there's no regrets. I would have not cared for my dog in any different way, but in the end, I was touching uh, this medicine every day for about three straight weeks. So why is this particular medication a banned substance? Well, Nash lives in California and was tested by authorities from the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. The results showed up several days later at USADA offices raised eyebrows. A trace amount... 0.07 billionths of a gram per milliliter of a substance called capromorlin had shown up in Nash's urine. Although the amount was minuscule, it was enough to trigger an adverse finding. And although capromero, whatever it is, isn't specifically on the banned list, it still falls in the category of other prohibited substances that are related to human growth hormone. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, you know, uh, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do by keeping the dope out of the Olympic sport. Yeah, but you know, it it oftentimes the zero tolerance policy as opposed to a case by case situation. In a situation like this, all she would have to do is say, "Listen, the only way I the only way I have had any access to this is by giving it to my dog, and that's it. I'm not taking it. It just a uh, it got on my skin. Yeah, that should be enough as opposed to having to go through hearings and maybe you know hiring an attorney or you know whatever you're going to have to 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 fight your case yeah the uh, challenge with anti-doping is that the sensitivity has gotten so good that now we've got this overlap between what's doping and what's exposure in the environment that you may be subjected to this is a a sports analyst or whatever Prime examples of issues that can arise from sensitive tests are a handful of cases in recent years involving athletes who tested positive after kissing or having sex with partners who had banned substances in their system. Hey, you got a little molly in you. Yeah, well, I was in a little molly last night, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Is molly a banned substance? Yeah. No, she's a... She's an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's, uh, wow. that's the thing with the uh, the doping. I'll be damned. It's uh, 828 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here's your Western Med- I see. Equal housing lender. It's just about 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, I'm going to start with this one, even though it's uh, from New Bedford. But uh, any parent who has taken their kid to a trampoline uh, park, you might want to reconsider. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> it's... A Massachusetts man was arrested and charged with bringing a loaded gun to a trampoline park on Saturday, according to the New Bedford police. Police said they received a call around 7 p.m. Saturday from a man in the Funzy Trampoline Park who had a gun. When he saw police, he reportedly attempted to hand a bag to another person, but that person refused to take it. He then tossed the bag into a nearby garbage bin as he was stopped by officers. Uh, Mark Felix, Henry Turgeon, and off-duty officer James Marinelli. That was uh, according to the police adding that he didn't resist arrest. Eventually, the man was taken into custody. Police found a 9mm handgun loaded with 13 rounds of ammunition in the discarded discarded bag. While in booking, the suspect refused to identify himself. He was eventually identified as Mr. Chantra Say of 32. Mr. Chantra Say 
Say you, say me, say it for always. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Um, listen, I uh, I'm not a big trampoline guy. Yeah, I've never felt like I uh, I should be on one. Yeah, due mostly to my uh, my girth, but. I've never felt like I needed a weapon in order to go to one. Uh, yeah. I, like, there's uh, nothing that's going to happen at the trampoline park that would necessitate my ability to defend myself. It's too bouncy to be yeah. carrying around something like that. I agree. You see these, like, uh, you know, trained gun instructors accidentally having a gun go off, like in a training class. You've seen those videos. Yeah. The guy shoots himself in the foot by accident. Mm-hmm. And that was that wasn't even walking around on a trampoline. Imagine being on a trampoline. Although that could be a a nice feature to have. I know, but but uh, leave leave your guns at home. It's like that the story I did this morning on the View from the Couch. John Morant from the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. He goes to a club, right? And he's uh, he's uh, he's at the club. It's like five nineteen in the morning. So this thing has been going all night long. He's uh, he's rapping to the music. He's got his shirt off and. He takes a, a live Instagram video of him waving a gun around. And, uh, you know, the, the, you're not supposed to be waving a gun in the club, but you're also not to be uh, served without a shirt on. And I, that's the thing I find that's, to be yeah. most most offensive. The most offensive violation was yes. the fact that he was not we- adhering to the no shirt, no shoes. Well, the, no the sign outside the door says yeah. no shirt, no shoes, no service. It doesn't say uh, it, guns are, are strictly prohibited. That's or does right. it? I don't think it does. Well, I don't know. You know what? I'm sure there are clubs that have those <laughs> signs outside that say, you know, with the, a gun with the circle and the line through it. Maybe. You know, like, don't bring this in here. Yeah, but like right next to that is the no shirt, no shoes uh, sign. Uh, when John View was Chicopee City Council president, he was opposed to extending the mayor's term to four years. That was until he actually took over as the head of the city of about 55,000 people. Uh, two years doesn't give you enough time to accomplish much, he said. The results don't come overnight. View, who is planning to run for a third term in November, was sworn in for the first time in January of 2020, just two months before COVID-19 hit. Much of his first term in office was spent focusing on keeping people safe, helping small businesses stay afloat, and handling the myriad of issues and uh, fallout that arose from the pandemic. I look at the four-year term as a necessity for this office. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's no. a so 180. So now it's a big yeah. deal for oh, you. Oh, yeah, Mr. Uh, no way. No way, no pay. We don't need no four-year term no. unless it applies to me. Uh, even after serving 16 years on the city council, I did not realize the workload and the workflow this office brings until I was elected. Yeah. So I can get to that bougie 10-year mark yeah. where I can get my retirement. And all those years, you're on the city council, bitching and complaining about a two-year term, about you know, the mayor not doing enough. Well, the- you know, he, he, does, he works for a year, second year spends the entire time trying to run for re-election. Yeah, the article technically isn't really about him. He's just part of the story. He's not alone as an assessment. Uh, over the past decade or so, multiple communities have extended the traditional two-year mayoral terms to four years. Some have also increased the length of city council and school committee terms, but that move is not as common. Take Holyoke, for example. When residents were asked if they wanted to extend the length of terms for elected officials in 2015, 55% cast ballots in favor of extending the mayoral term, but voters were not enthusiastic about a four-year term for the city council and defeated the proposal by 61%. Currently, the length of mayoral term statewide is evenly split, with 23 communities having four-year terms 
for mayors while 24 have two-year terms. Okay. I don't, you know, this this debate is going on of whether or not all of them should have four years. You know, the thing that bothers me about any kind of elected position is the fact that you have to campaign like a year before the actual election. So how much are you really getting done if you're the incumbent? Well, see, that's what I that's what I'm just getting at. It's like, you know, you you spend the first year uh, doing what you proven yourself, proven yourself. But half of that year is spent fundraising to run for reelection the following year. So you're never done running for office and so you know to me as far as you as far as the likelihood of you actually doing the right you know right by the city yeah. you're kind of arrested by the fact that half of your job is about yeah. staying in your job i uh I, i'm a i'm a big fan of the constitution yeah but not in the way you might think <laughs> but um you know <laughs> I, I I believe in those you know certain uh unalien like rights inalienable whatever but you know but but I but but I'm a huge proponent like you know first amendment the the, the gun thing yeah, yeah. the, the search and seizure you uh-huh. know all that stuff like I'm I'm like you know this is the law this is the way it should be uh but people who are like you know so adamant about like oh the founding fathers would have never allowed this and all that stuff the founding fathers designed that system so you wouldn't be in there longer than one or two terms well, and it's, they des- they designed the system so that voters would decide whether or not you stayed. Right. I- I- if you but, stayed or if you go now. But who has, where has, the, you know, that hasn't happened, has it? Well, I mean, there, there, are, there are certain limits. Like, you can only be a president for two terms. But that law didn't really come into play until many, many years later. Right. But I'm saying, like, now you got, uh, like, for Congress, for example. Yeah. You know, these guys, how long has Richie Neal been in there? 40 years? 40 years, which means like <laughs> like you know, two, 20 two-year terms. Yeah, and I really don't, I, I think it's all about money when it comes down to it, why people like that keep getting elected. And, and you see that when somebody challenges him, he's got the bigger war chest and goes, sure, you know what, uh, I got all these donors that uh, I helped out, so they're going to help help me out. Well, I, I've said it before, and I, and I will uh, I will fall on the sword on this forever. I think if you're in Congress, if you can't get something done in, in three terms as a in the House of Representatives, five terms at the very most, then maybe it's time for you to step aside and let somebody else do it. Yeah, and that's same, what- same thing with the with the Senate. Maybe two terms, maybe three, and then I think you're good. But you know. Th- you you would that would have to be decided upon as an act of Congress, and no member of congress wants to uh, you know kill their job security no every once in a while you'll hear one of them go i think we should have term limits and then uh, and then you'll hear a collective oh yeah i think we should and then they go to vote on it they're like no that's not gonna. yeah but then they meet that guy in a back alley with a sock full of wood nails and we're not going to talk about term limits ever ever again are we and then you never hear about it again nice little family you got over there you wouldn't want anything to happen to them would you is that uh is that your car in that parking lot right over there be a shame if you had to take the bus every day. That's a threat to take. No, the bus. that's not a threat at uh, all. Uh, it's just an insinuation. A member. Bad things could happen. Of Congress to take the bus. I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> you don't think. Uh, when was the last time Richie Neal rode the PVTA? 
I don't. I'm not even sure Richie Neal could spell PVTA yeah. if you spot him the PTV and the A. Yeah, that's right. Even when he opened that whole Union Station down there, he's like, "Oh, would you like to get on the tour of the bus?" Absolutely not. <laughs> he built. He, he fixes it up. Looks at the building. Says, "Man, I can't wait to get the choo choos running through here." Yeah. Hey, uh, would you like to ride the bus, uh, Congressman? Uh, does it go to Long Meadow? No. Exactly. <laughs> Well, he doesn't live in Longmeadow, right. so he lives in Atwater. So he's, uh, you know, what you gonna he do? Does? He yeah. doesn't live in. I thought he lived in Longmeadow. No, he he lives like right behind the the uh, right behind Bay State up at Atwater. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's know. yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was from Longmeadow. I mean, I've never received an, just... I've never received an invitation, but I know that's you know he lives in Springfield, and that's the uh, the section of town. I'm confusing him with Eric Lesser. I think that's what Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. What are you, what are you, out of your mind? You're comparing Richie Neal, a long-serving congressman, to 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 Eric Lesser, who could not become the lieutenant governor <laughs> of Massachusetts? Well, uh, there's more hot air in Richie's balloon from his mouth powering it <laughs> than there is from Eric Lesser's. Listen, yeah. we're saying this with only the highest regard for both gentlemen. Uh, sure we are. The uh, University of Massachusetts is warning about a TikTok drinking trend after 28 ambulances were summoned to off-campus parties. Students were observed Saturday carrying jugs with a mixture of alcohol, electrolytes, flavoring in water, dubbed blackout rage gallons or borgs. That's right, everybody. Time to go get your natty daddies. Get drunk with an old teacher from high school. And at some point during the night, raise your hand and ask if he could use the bathroom. I don't know if I'm drinking this to get cocked or if this makes me look like I'm about to have a sigmoidoscopy. We are going to get so drunk that I'm going to make you cry hysterically because you had a dead parakeet in your hands. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Oh, I'm so drunk. I can't even know what the hell I'm doing. Man, I don't know why. I don't know why it took until 2023 for college students to come up with this great idea of getting drunk. I don't know. I don't know. The board gallon, man. I tell you what. That I is, wish we had thought about that. I wish we had thought about that too. Instead, I, we had. Well, instead, we had to do dumb things like you know convert a refrigerator to a to a to a to a tap of beer. I, I told you about the moose juice, which yeah. is five gallons. It's 30-pack of beer and uh, two frozen grape juice Welches yeah. and uh, a giant bottle of the cheapest vodka you can find all sure. mixed together. But that's only five gallons, and it's not even really five gallons because that amount of stuff doesn't equal five gallons. But Sure, but it, yeah, yeah, they're right. It's sure. in a five-gallon tank, and that's split among many people. This is your own personal gallon jug. Yeah. It's and you like get to those, rehydrate because of the, uh, the Gatorade or the Pedialyte inside. It's kind of like those douchebags who walk around with a giant gallon thing of water with them all day. Yep. Like, why can't you just drink several smaller waters and not carry a gallon with you? Yeah. I told you what we had in our uh, college apartment, right? What? We had a, one of my roommates. She worked for an optometrist that was moving out of a mall into the, into the suburbs. And she said to, to me and my roommate, she said, uh, hey, uh, we can get an op- the, one of the optometrist's chair. For the apartment, yeah. All we need to do is get it out. All we need to do is get it out of the mall. I remember you telling me this. Yes. So we did. My friend had a, had a, a small dumpy pickup truck. We got it onto the truck. We 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 drove it like five miles back to the uh, the apartment, giggling like little schoolgirls. We get it up to the second floor. We set it up. We didn't bolt it into the floor. We probably should have because yeah. it was a little bit rocky for yeah, a while. A little bit. But uh, we used to mix drinks into your mouth 
while uh-huh. you sat in the uh, in the optometrist with a hydraulic lift. And did you go number one or number two? Number one, number two. We we, we used to do that. But we also had one of those battery powered water Uzis yeah. and a water pick, so we could actually you know clear the tartar out out between your teeth and get you loaded at the same time. Oh, that's awesome, dude! It was the greatest thing ever, and we had a kegerator too with a uh, with a CO two tank in behind it. Well, now they're more advanced; they're more compact. They're just carrying the booze around with them as a gallon jug. Wow! Because there you go, Tommy from Dorchester. That's right, everybody. It was the bloody blowout, and it was a one damn good one. Not like that 2014 one that I was here for 20 years ago. Oh, every year it keeps getting better and better and better. A lot of history at this spot. 12 years ago, Tammy got really drunk in the in the quad over there, and this dude, Jimmy, holds her hair back. Yeah. The entire time she's puking, they've been married for almost seven years now. You remember when my cousin Marty puked so hard, he puked out his liver? Oh, yeah, it was all, it was just sitting there right in the kitchen sink next to the bugles. And that is the news on what? Next to the bugles. Oh, you never had bugles? Of course I've had the bugles. Bugles and alcohol are probably the most disgusting combination of snacks that you can put together. So true. Now, bugles and marijuana... You're a lot better. Right? Absolutely. Uh, and that's the news on Rock 102. Hiya. It's been a busy year. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, uh, you can talk about the Blarney blowout all day long, but the Blarney blowout doesn't have a list of celebrities like uh, Orlando Ramos or Nicholas Boldiga or Bud Williams or Brian Ash or Angelo Pupolo all in one place. In the studio with us right now from the uh, the Chamber of Commerce, it's uh, Diana Zinal and Outlook 2023 is happening on Friday. Did I get that right? It's happening this Friday. Tell us about the uh, the event and what's coming up. Returns to in-person after three years. So a lot of people, it was one of the last events that people attended in, in 2020. So this is exciting. So what happens is, you know, the, the Chamber of Commerce supports businesses in a lot of ways. And one of the one of the chief ways the Springfield Chamber does it is through legislative advocacy. So this on Friday is called Outlook. It's our biggest event of the year. And it's really where we debut our legislative agenda. So this one in particular is really um, it's 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 always a great event. I've been going for years, but this one is shaping up to be really great. We have our new governor as our keynote speaker. So, so Maura Healy's going to come on out. Maura Healy is coming out. She is bringing her lieutenant governor, Kim Driscoll, is mm-hmm. coming as well, as well as every member of her cabinet Cabinet will be in that room. You know, I'm looking at the uh, the list of uh, of, of guests. Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's like everybody. I mean, I can't think of anybody that's not going to be at this. Is it, that is that accurate? I mean, it, just... it is accurate. I, I'm really excited how this is shaping up. It's, it's just going to be huge. We're just about sold out. There are tickets available. People can still get tickets. I would encourage them to try to do that today if they want to come. But it's going to be a re- really, really room full of energy and uh, enthusiasm and now, where's it? Where's it going to be? Mass Mutual Center. Mass Mutual Center. And where can people get tickets? They can get tickets on at SpringfieldRegionalChamber.com. Uh, they can email me. I can give my. Can I get my email? That's fine with me. Yeah, of course. Okay, so it's yeah. Zynal, S Z Y N A L. Oh, just like it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> 
at springfieldregionalchamber.com. Yeah. yeah. Well, this well, this is very, very cool. So it's uh, so with COVID, obviously, it you couldn't do it. And it was it done virtually or it was done virtually, um, which, you know, was was quite an effort, um, you know, for the chamber over the last few years. But it's such an important event. It's something people really look forward to. And it's, you know, the the work that we do around legislation is so important to our member businesses that, you know, it's it's important to always have that event. Well, you know, I mean, Western Mass is is, uh, is kind of a, and, and we've talked about this to other, to other people, even people in, in the chamber, you know, long before you started, it's just like, you know, we we often feel as though we, we often have like a, an inferiority complex, which may or may not be accurate because the last couple of governors have spent a good deal of time here in Western Mass. But I think a lot of us feel like, you know, Boston and Worcester are going to get things first. And when they get everyone gets around to it, then then Springfield may get the scraps that are left over. You, you know, when you look at businesses and how they've thrived or have not thrived through COVID and coming out of it, and trying to get back on their on their feet, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to discuss about how to make sure that local businesses are th- are thriving in an economy that you know there's a lot of question marks. What's what are the like the 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 hot button topics legislatively that people are looking at right now? Well, the number one for sure is workforce. I don't I don't I haven't talked to a single business that hasn't struggled with having enough people. Um, and so that's something that, um, you know, this agenda really focuses on is is those issues around workforce and all those various barriers to why people may not be working right mm-hmm. now. Transportation, communication, education and really looking at at all of that. Healthcare is always something we look at that has a huge impact on on businesses Um energy, infrastructure, and environment we take a look at. And of course, budget and tax policy. Tax reform is something the new governor's talking about. And I, you know, to your point about Western Mass, I mean, of course, we all we all feel that way. I think that this administration is sending a really important message by coming out to this event and bringing everybody, right? So all of, yeah. all of those cabinet members, the Secretary of Transportation, Education, Veteran Services, Health and um, Human Services are all going to be in that room um, and I, I think that sends a message. I think I think they're really trying to send a message to to Western Mass businesses. Yeah, we had uh, last Friday. We had the uh, the owner of the Magic Lantern on, uh, and you know, what, however you feel about a business or not, one of the things that we, you know we had discussed uh, kind of off the air was when the governor kind of put in those those restrictions for COVID, that you know they were ordered to shut down yet. Because they had a liquor license within the state of Massachusetts, you still have to continue paying the insurance on that that liquor business. What, how much discuss? And I, I know this is not what this year is about, but how much discussion at that time was based around, you know, what are we going to continue to give? What responsibilities are we going to continue to give these businesses while we're shutting them down? Well, I mean, throughout COVID, you know, the chamber um, and I wasn't I wasn't here for for most of it, but I can tell you the Springfield Regional Chamber did an exceptional job Mm -hmm. through COVID and and advocating for businesses in in a lot of ways. Um, You know, like you mentioned, I know, um, you know, I'm also I'm an elected official in my hometown. We waived our liquor license fees during that time to try to make it, you know, possible for businesses to stay open. So I think my po- my point is that helping businesses through this last few years really took a lot of levels. You know, it, it had to be, you know, everybody working together, the businesses right. themselves, local government, chambers, you know, 
all working together. And I think that's actually, um, you know, brings brings home a good point of why it's important to belong to the chamber because right. we do, you know, provide that voice for businesses in good times and in bad. This is uh, Diana Zinal from uh, the Chamber of Commerce. You, you mentioned about the you know workforce and how how much of a struggle that is for employers to keep people on or to keep people or to get people to even apply mm-hmm. for for jobs. You know, it's it's hard to imagine that you could legislate something that would make someone who's not doesn't want to go back into those kinds of businesses, whether it's, you know, restaurants or, you know, you know, lower paying jobs to do whatever they're doing, whether it's to start their own businesses or whatever it may be. It's kind of hard to imagine that you can legislate something for something that's so clear people don't want to do because they have found other ways of existing. What, what kind of legislation is really out there to make going back to those jobs attractive to people? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, there, there's one of the things that we've we've worked on is the the issue around independent drivers, right? So that that was those were mm-hmm. folks that things sort of changed during COVID for them, and and um, so we've been keeping an eye on on that. I mean, it's really important to to ask yourself or to to really understand the barriers to employment as i mentioned before education so how can we have better access to education and educational opportunities uh, you know how do we um when people have that entrepreneurial spirit how do you have them access the services they need to maybe open that business right um and you know transportation is an issue in western massachusetts of getting people from here to there with jobs and childcare is a huge issue. And those are things we, we keep an eye on at the chamber. Uh, Outlook 2023 is this Friday at the Mass Mutual Center. You can still get tickets. You can still uh, get tickets. Still get tickets. Diane, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for the muffins, more yeah, important. These are the delicious. These are nice little snack to have in the morning. And she made them this morning. Which I, I know. That's the amazing that's part about it. Right there. No, no, no. I mean, no offense to any one of our guests that didn't want to wake up early enough to make us happy. You did. Well, and so thank yeah, you very much. Thank you very much. Just elevating the game. <laughs> elevating the game. Appreciate it. That is It's Good to see you. Good to see you. It's 859 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah, baby. Let's go.